Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Research that resonates. Schweitzer has not been wrong on any of his years and years of reporting on the Bidens. Investigations that matter. If your last name wasn't Biden, do you think you would have been asked to be on the board of Burisma? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. But that's, you know, I, I don't think that there's a lot of things that would have happened in my life that, uh, that if my last name wasn't Biden. The only entities, the only people that would report on this, and Peter Schweitzer, who deserves a Medal of Freedom, in my view, this is The Drill Down with Peter Schweitzer. Hi, this is Peter Schweitzer, and welcome to The Drill Down, where we relentlessly expose cronyism, corruption, and the abuse of power in Washington, D.C. Our co-pilot on this podcast, as always, is Eric Eggers, who's an author and the vice president here at the Government Accountability Institute. And I'm thinking I've known you for, what, probably 12 years? Something like that, yeah. And one of the things I appreciate about Eric is he's passionate. You know when he's all in, and he's all in on a lot of things. It's true. You know, I do have a lot of passions. I'm passionate about working here. I'm passionate about making fun of you. I'm passionate <laughs> about, you know, relationships, experiences, truth, uh, my Delta status, all kinds of stuff. Well, you're, you're leaving something out. Having known you for more than a decade, you're leaving out the fact that you are passionate and you love free stuff. Oh, that's absolutely true. <laughs> like, like whatever I charge from an hourly rate standpoint in personal business, it's it's never less than when I'm at Costco, and it's like I'll wait around five minutes for like a half a hot dog. Yeah, like, that's like, right. What that's does right. it say about me <laughs> to get the sample? Well, there's free stuff being handed out in Washington D.C. Oh, it's, it's, what a segue! Yeah, thank you. And it's more than half a hot dog. Uh, in fact, there's a new report out that shows how passionate a lot of well-connected celebrities are about free stuff, too. And this relates to the so-called PPP program. That's right. The uh, Personal Payment Protection Program, right? Or something like that. And it was something that was made available uh, in the pandemic. It was like, oh, what's going to happen to the government? And, and ironically, it's actually maybe one of the reasons why we're suffering from inflation, right? It's one of the mechanisms by right. which lots of cash was infused Pumped into, into the all aspects of the economy. Um, and so, but there was some like, hey, you can get up to $10,000 and you get maybe a forgiveness-free loan or, uh, but some people have exceeded that amount. That's right. They've exceeded that amount. And these are not what you'd call, uh, you know, regular Americans trying to hold their businesses together. The impression that I had with the PPP program, and let's remember this was passed bipartisan support during the Trump administration. President Trump supported it, Democrats and Republicans. In Via the banks, right? People would go to the banks and the banks would help you apply. It was like a yeah, whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, my sense was, okay, you've got a guy who's got a lawn care business or, you know, somebody who's got a small, a dry cleaning business uh, and they're struggling because people aren't going to 
the dry cleaners. So we're going to kind of help them out. But it turns out, based on this new reporting, uh, that a lot of the people that were getting huge amounts of money to this program are not what you would call the average small businessman in America. And you've got famous names, people who I have to admit, if you ask me to name one of their songs, I probably couldn't do it. Uh, but you have people like Jay-Z, Kanye West, uh, P. Diddy. Is that how you say his name? Is that, that is one way to say his name. Yes. <laughs> it's not the way you should say his name, but it is the way to say it. Well, these guys all collected, in some cases, millions of dollars. Are you telling me your lawn care guy is not on this list? Uh, my lawn care guy, I don't believe is on this list, but a lot of very prominent people are. And when we read this headline, you got very passionate about yeah. it, this story. When I read it, because it goes back to a theme we've talked about over and over again, and we're going to dissect today some of the people how this program worked, but it goes back to the constant problem in Washington, D.C., and that is that these programs that are ostensibly designed to help ordinary Americans ultimately are there, they're set up, and they're put together in a way not to help the little guy, but to help the well-connected person. That's right. There's an operational thesis of what we do here at the Government Accountability Institute. It's to explore and demonstrate the ways in which, counter to the popular narrative, the big business and big government are oppositional. Uh, and this is something you've been on for a long time. They are, in fact, business partners, right? right? And so what I think the point of this is today is it's not just big business in terms of Wall Street corporations, but actually Jay-Z in one of his songs says, I'm not just a businessman, I'm a business man, right? <laughs> and so um, you know, he, as a right. business, <laughs> right. Right. Uh, availed himself to one of these programs, as did many other people. And it's just kind of funny to think about because- you know, you get like Wall Street handouts. That's nothing new. Right. But some of these people, these celebrities, they, they kind of have made their careers and being yeah. kind of countercultural. Yeah. Kind of I'm pushing the outside back. guy. I'm fighting the, yeah. the boss man. I'm like, fighting the big man. Like I'm old enough to remember when, you know, rap was like East Coast versus West Coast rap battles. You got uh, Tupac versus right. Biggie Smalls. And they're both right. kind of getting gunned down in the right. streets because right. they got these feuds. Today, the feud's like, no, who's in line at the government <laughs> loan program? <laughs> I was there first. Right. I want I want one of them to do a rap on applying <laughs> for the government grant. You got to check that box. <laughs> Get it notarized. <laughs> Could go on and this on. This will be but, the start. This will be the end of the rap on this podcast. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, if you look at all the debates going on in Washington, D.C., this myth is perpetuated. We're going to talk about the PPP program today, but look at the debate right now about you know tax increases. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole discussion is about, and they tell you in Washington, the official line is, we're going to soak the big guys. We're going to get the billionaires. We're going to get the rich guys. Hey, I break, hate to break it to people. They all have accountants and lawyers, and they are paid large sums of money to put assets in classes that won't get taxed, that are designed to avoid these. It always ends up hurting the guy who doesn't have an army of accountants and lawyers to create these types of tax shelters. And it's the same thing with these PPP programs. If you had to apply for this, if you had to jump through the hoops, there was one study I saw that that 90% of the people who came from a, a lower socioeconomic background, these small businesses, the guys that had a landscaping business, had a hard time getting these loans approved. I don't think 
that the people are about to talk to had that program. Because again, Tom Brady was not sitting out and filling out this application like the guy who owns the lawn business. He was sending it to his high powered lawyer to have him do it for him to make sure that he was at the front of the line. No, it's absolutely true. And I think it augurs potentially even more devastating things because one of the things we talked about a couple podcasts ago was with this new legislation, we're going to have 87,000 new IRS agents, right? Yeah. And so if we consider anything financial related, at the end of the day, who's engaging with the system? Yeah. If you're wealthy, you're paying wealthy, well-credentialed people to do that for you. Right. And that's going to include handling any of the audits that the IRS agents are bringing your way. Right. But I, I like how we're like disparaging, like the lawn guy, like, sorry, bro, you're out. <laughs> you're, <laughs> right. you're clearly not capable of functioning in a white collar society. But the, uh, no, but I think that's the example of somebody that's not as connected, it's not as established, doesn't have the layers of lawyers and everything. And this is funny because we're about to talk about celebrities that are getting these loans. Right. And all I can think of when we talk about tax evasion, like Wesley Snipes actually did go to prison <laughs> for, for tax fraud. And you know who I ever feel really bad for? His accountant. Because he's like, dude, you're making me look terrible right now. You didn't do what I told you. Did the accountant go to jail too? No, he didn't. Just Wesley Snipes did. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's a smart accountant, I have to say, <laughs> if the client goes, but you don't. So we're going to talk about some very famous names today. We're going to go through the list, give you amounts. Let's begin by saying, though, there were a couple of entities mm. who applied for PPP money, uh, were so shamed by it uh, that they actually returned it. Uh, it's not the people we're about to talk to, but there are a couple of them. Shake Shack. You love Shake Shack. Great burgers. My favorite burgers, by the way. Yeah, they took PPP money. They got criticized for it. Hey, you're a rich company. Uh, so they returned it. The other one, this surprised me, was the Los Angeles Lakers. The NBA team took PPP money. They got criticized uh, and they actually returned it. Uh, so you got to give them credit, but there were a lot of people that did not. So let's begin with a couple of billionaires. Uh, first of all, Kanye West and Jay-Z, they received millions in these government loans. And those loans, of course, were largely forgiven. Uh, and they got a lot of money. Kanye West took in $2.3 million through his Yeezy LLC. Now, this would be a fun, how connected is Peter Schweitzer <laughs> to culture? <laughs> Not very. What is a Yeezy? Uh, he has shoes. Good. There you go. Is okay. That, is that right? That is right. Very okay, well. The Yeezy yeah. shoes, which Yeezy. are outrageously expensive. Outrageously expensive, but very popular. They and are. and okay. I think that's the thing to remember. We're talking about rappers like Jay-Z and Kanye West. They are rappers, but true to Jay-Z's business line, they're, they're not taking money for their rap careers. Now, some of the musicians we will talk about did take money right. to perpetuate and employ the people that help keep their tours right. uh, ongoing. Right. But but it is interesting because these guys are rappers, but I think the money they're taking for these PPP programs are not ostensibly for their music careers, but they're for the various side businesses for Kanye West. It's for his sneaker line uh, for Jay-Z, who also took in. Well, let me before we get to that, here's yeah. the thing that struck me about this and the research we put together. So the pandemic strikes and he says, oh, I need money because I got to keep my my people employed. Give me two point three million dollars in taxpayer money. Guess what happened during the pandemic? Right. Their sales increased by thirty one percent. Why do they need the money? Their sales went up. Their sales didn't go down. Well, I think, well, some would say maybe their sales went up because they took the money, right? And they were able to employ people. People stayed motivated, stayed yeah, hustling. You could, my, my point is you're selling a product, you're selling a product, you keep selling a product, you sell even more of the product. Sure. Why do you actually need government? It'd be like Amazon, which which made a killing during the pandemic saying, we need money from PPP because we're afraid we're going to, it just makes no sense. Do we think people went out and bought fancier sneakers when they were locked up at home? They did. Really? They did. People were bored. They didn't have yeah. to, you know, know, buy business suits and things. And so. Kanye West himself is worth about $2 billion, right? So I think yeah. that's another thing. Like, hey, Kanye, like, why are we out there taking all this money from the government program if you yourself are fairly liquid? 
Exactly, exactly. So what about Jay-Z? What can you tell us about Jay-Z? Well, so Kanye's taking money for his sneaker company. So Jay-Z is associated with two different firms or approved for loans. Uh, he's got an entertainment and streaming platform called Title, and they yeah. took uh, $2 million to secure 95 jobs. And now, again, the qu- my question to you, didn't streamers do better during the pandemic? People were at home, they were bored, so they signed up for streaming services. How did the pandemic affect Jay-Z's streaming service? Well, do you use Title? Yeah, I've never heard of exactly. Tiger. That's <laughs> why they need the money. <laughs> Little marketing campaign. <laughs> now, another company that I don't think needed the help because let me tell you what: when people did do during the pandemic, they drank. They okay? certainly did. So Jay Z's also invested in the champagne brand Armand de Brignac, uh, which he's got a fifty percent stake in that. Now they took about six figures uh, for that for payroll, and they did say that they that money was fully dispersed. So they used that to pay some people. But the point is, is that, you know, Jay-Z is also worth a significant amount of money. You previously and regrettably used the term P. Diddy. Uh, that refers to, of course, Raph Reformed, known as Puff Daddy, actual Puff. name, Sean Combs. <laughs> right. uh, and he's got a cable network. Man, look at these rappers. They, these guys Have are you ever heard of Revolt Media and TV? No, it's probably why he needed the money again. Like him and them in title, right? There's out, but they took, again, $2 million for PPP loans for 134 jobs. And that loan in and of itself was also forgiven. But not just the rappers out there taking money yep, for this. Yep. This we're getting into more of your speed right now. <laughs> I could go ahead. Go well, ahead. no, I, I feel like you'd be a big <laughs> Eagles fan. I was an Eagles fan, yeah, and and still like the Eagles. Um, the others here that we're going to talk about, but Pearl it's Jam, but, but it's just disturbed. Funny that, I've never heard of them. Sure, and that's uh, I I believe that. Um, Have you heard of disturbed, disturbed before? This. Oh yeah, that's more like when I was. Can in you school. name one song? No, I can't. But. <laughs> But but isn't the Eagles like that was kind of the whole kind of countercultural like yeah. we're kind of hippies like stick it yeah. to the man absolutely and so it's just funny to think about these groups that have built their careers and have positioned I guess more importantly right. and appropriately say they've positioned their brands right right as being sort of outside the white collar right grind of right. what it looks like to make it your way in corporate America. Right. Like the only thing of corporate about the Eagles is when they take money to play corporate retreats. Yes, exactly. Except for their pursuit of and reception of PPP loans. Right, right, exactly. And again, they hired very expensive lawyers to put this together to bring in this money. And the list is endless of the performers. Some of these bands I don't know, but Tool, Nickelback, Imagine Dragons, Slipknot, My Chemical Romance, Weezer, Cheap Trick. Now there's one from my childhood, Cheap Trick. <laughs> Cheap Trick. <laughs> I just, didn't know they were still performing. You're just happy that Sticks isn't on this I, I, list. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad they're not. They, they were pure. Say, to like, the look, brand. that's an artist with integrity. That, that's that's exactly right. Uh, Tim McGraw, a band called Chainsmokers. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Chainsmokers? I have heard of Chainsmokers. Are they pretty good? Uh, you know, they, they had a song that came out with. Um, Coldplay a little bit ago. Uh, Boney Vares, very good. I like them. Papa Roach, Ryan Tedder, The Head and the Heart. That's that, that's the kind of, that's my jam right there, Head and the Heart. Never even heard of them. But then you also got these uh, famous country, country stars like Rascal Flatts, Jason Isbell, Chris Stapleton. So it's interesting that the, I mean, it just shows you that's a different industry. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so I think on some level, it's like, okay, does it make sense? Because that literally, like unlike streaming, right? Unlike um, entertainment networks. Right. Uh, Unlike concerts the, were canceled. Concerts were canceled. So right. you could see it's a, a more legitimate and defensible thing. But then at the same time, you're like, well, these are musicians. These are sort of like well-heeled individuals. Do right. they need the money or could they have afford personally to sort of pay it? Like I know some of the baseball franchises and professional sports franchises, they pay. I mean, the th- things were shut down, right? right. And exactly. then obviously revenue was down because they couldn't let people in the stadium. Some of the teams themselves said, you know what? Hey, 
we can handle it. Right. We'll pay our employees. Yeah. Uh, musicians apparently didn't. Yeah, exactly. And look, uh, my point here would be, I understand the concept here and it does make sense because the reason they weren't holding concerts is because the government said you can't hold a concert. You'd be violating the law. But, you know, when you're talking about, you know, the champagne brand, when you're talking about uh, Kanye's shoe brand who are killing it during the pandemic, it makes utterly no sense. So, We've been beating up on celebrities, so they took in these millions of dollars of our taxpayer money uh, for this program. But it's not just artists and celebrities. It was also politicians from both sides of the aisle were taking in money. Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul Pelosi, we've talked about him before. When he wasn't out boozing in Napa. <laughs> and and or engaging in potential insider trading on the Dude, stock my market. my man Paul is making it happen. Yeah, Paul is making it happen. He's in his mid-80s, so nothing's slowing this guy down. Uh, but his he part, partly owns a restaurant that took out two PPP loans worth $2 million. He, of course, has a net worth of $120 million. Um, and then you look at the other side of the aisle, Mitch McConnell uh, and his wife, Elaine Chow. Uh, she was the transportation secretary in the Trump administration, uh, a company that her father and sister run uh, took out a PPP loan of between three hundred fifty thousand and a million dollars. Now, is this um, a different company that was connected to the Chinese shipping organization? I believe that her it is foremost. Run? I believe it is foremost shipping, the same company. So that's weird, right? Yeah, because I mean, that company is ostensibly not completely separated from the Chinese government. Yeah, they, they they do a lot of business with the Chinese government. It sounds like they do now some business with the uh, U.S. federal government as well. Is that, weird? Opportunity. is that weird to you when you have companies that are connected to the people in charge of the United States government and they're like taking money from the government? I know Lane Chow wasn't in charge of saying, hey, we're going to create this program that's going to then benefit my family's company, but it's it's a little unseemly looking. It, it's it's very unseemly. And again, I mean, think about in, in a corporate structure in the private sector, if you we're designing a program for the company and you design the program and then you benefit from the program. Everybody's going to wonder, was this program set up in a way? Did they, did they shave certain corners? Did they arrange certain things to benefit them and, or to benefit their friends and their family? Because somebody else who uh, took money, uh, this was of course during the Trump administration was Jared Kushner, the son-in-law of the president, who was also a White House employee at the time, several Kushner companies, including some that he was involved in, were taking millions of dollars in the Paycheck Protection Program. So maybe that's the well. worst. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's everything it's else that we're really talking about. Bad. So. It's really bad. I mean, the, the, the problem in my mind is if you're going to be involved at this governmental level and you run businesses, you need to recuse yourself. Yeah. You need to find out a way because it sends this image, which is accurate and true, that this is an insider's game um, and that uh, uh, these are really ultimately not designed for the outsider. Do we think that there's that, that criticism or like the, the skeptical nature by which we might view somebody like Jared Kushner's program getting money for his uh, his company's getting money from this program, Elaine Chow getting money, Paul Pelosi getting money, if kind of everyone is doing it, right? I mean, the, these loans were fairly ubiquitous in terms of their distribution. Now, maybe less so to, as you noted, people that are less connected, but, but you know, they, these loans were sort of by design meant to touch almost every aspect of the American economy. So if they're kind of going everywhere, I mean, I guess it gets back to, hey, if everybody's doing it, what's the big deal if I do it too? Yeah. And, but, but again, I mean, people have lost trust in government. You right. look at the polls. I mean, it's incredibly low. It's below 20% with 
institutions like Congress and the federal government where people have faith and confidence. And part of the problem and the reason that we do the reporting we do, whether it's insider trading on the stock market, whether it's these sweetheart deals with overseas governments, is our decision makers should be making decisions that are in our interests, not just their interests or the interests of their friends. And when they're taking money in programs like this and a lot of other people were denied loans, you have to question and wonder, was it designed in such a way to benefit a certain class of people? And it creates some particularly perverse incentive structures, which I think, which is maybe the biggest point to make and the, the most concerning point to make, which we'll get to just as two more really fun examples of hypocrisy as it relates to yeah. uh, the program. Did you ever read that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? No, I didn't. But I have to tell you, as a book author who watches book sale mm-hmm. lists and bestseller lists, jelly, huh? he, is, he is on that <laughs> list all the time. Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, a series of books, uh, has, let's just say he sold a lot of books, yeah, a lot more books than I've sold. Mm-hmm. And Which I know is hard for you to admit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's also an avid investor, right? So he's done okay, but he yes. took uh, a loan between 350 to a million dollars for his business, which he's you know very humbly named Rich Dad Operating Company, <laughs> which employs 11 people. Come on, Robert. But I think the point is, what's funny about that one is not just because he's got a career about being like a good steward financially, but he's also been a very vocal critic of federal stimulus oh, programs. Oh, really? What did he say about this program? Uh, he called it, quote, socialism for the rich in a tweet on April 2nd, the day before the application opened. Which is accurate, right? right? It is socialism for the rich. It wasn't wrong. The other one I think was particularly interesting too is that, and this was reported by the Daily Beast, but uh, three different branches of the Church of Scientology (laughs) have received uh, PPP loans. Now, here's what's really interesting about that. I don't know if you've ever spent any time in the Clearwater area where their uh, church or corporate headwaters or headquarters are located. Like They literally own more property in Clearwater than the government does. Yeah, it's it's they're the shocking. number one real estate owner. It's block after block after block. These large, beautiful buildings. Yes, and you'll see people, you know, just kind of walking around the khaki pants and the white shirt. So it, you know, there's a decent footprint there from the little Scientology in the city of Clearwater. Yeah. Some of that built courtesy of funds from Tom Cruise, right? Isn't he a member of the? Oh Church yeah, Tom Cruise, yeah. John Travolta. There's a whole uh, there's a whole thing out there. But the point is that these are, it's another very well healed organization, but still somehow couldn't help itself when the money was made available. Yeah. So, you know, let's step back for a minute, Eric. I mean, people would, some people will say, who cares? Right. This stuff always goes on. Well, the reason we should care is this incentivizes what I believe is going on here in a lot of cases, which is vote buying. It's a way of feathering the nests of your friends. It's the way of protecting your friends when financial calamity comes. And I would say that Robert Kiyosaki is right. This is socialism for the rich. Um, It's designed to subsidize. We saw this in the bailout back in 2008 during the financial crisis. You see it again. Um, Behaviors are being rewarded and insiders are getting loans that are not accessible to people because it's hard to dissect and go through it. And our government officials are incentivized to forgive these loans, to forgive student loans, to forgive these other uh, uh, funds that have been issued because it's basically vote buying. How is it vote buying? It's vote buying because if you are somebody who has taken out a student loan or you got a PPP loan and the government says, hey, that $3 million we gave you, you don't have to pay it back. That that creates an incentive for that person to like that government official. And in fact, if you look at some of the celebrities we've talked about today, 
Uh, one of them we didn't talk about, Reith Witherspoon, very involved with the Biden campaign. The fact that those loans and maybe other loans are going to be forgiven is going to incentivize her to support certain political candidates. This happens both among Republicans and Democrats, by the way. So it's a huge problem. And somebody has to pay the bill. This national debt that keeps rising, that everybody keeps saying they're so concerned about, it rises in part because the government is shelling out this money uh, and not asking for it in return. And a lot of it is going to wealthy people, uh, not to poor people, which is the image they always want to present. And it's 2022 now. We'll have midterm elections here in November. So we're about two years away still. And so I think to your point, if there's potential another program where you could see, hey, we're incentivized, we're trying to curry favor, we're trying to do something meaningful for a large swath of the electorate. You think that might be one of the reasons why the Biden administration actually follows through and does some form of student loan forgiveness, right? Because that would be a, potentially a way of buying, if you like, maybe at least renting some support of a whole class of people that are carrying around six figures worth of student loan debt. That's right. And if you look at the polls, I mean, Joe Biden is not particularly popular with a younger demographic. Mm -hmm. It would help him in this area. And I think looking ahead, look, we're, we're going to be giving out the Department of Energy and the federal government's going to be giving out a lot of loans for renewable energy projects in the United States. We've been down this path before with uh, Barack Obama. You had Solyndra and all these companies that failed. Those loans were essentially forgiven. We were caught paying the bill. That's probably going to happen again. And again, they, there you are bailing out hedge funds and Wall Street investors who are going into green energy companies, and we end up getting uh, you know, caught with the bill. And to the point, I remember one of the stats from Throw Them All Out, which again is a decade old now, but I think you know the past is prologue, right? right. So that was a lot of green energy loans, Department of Energy loans went to these companies, and it was something like 80% of all the money that was allocated went to people that were bundlers for the Obama administration. That's right, for the for the Obama campaign. Yeah. So it's, it's, again, it's the insiders who get the hookup, and that's unfortunately what happened. And even in the face of this crisis, this pandemic, which has cost uh, so many lives that led to the shutdowns of our economy, again, so many of the insiders literally made bank uh, because of this program. Uh, and that's something that should anger and frustrate us. People should not get discouraged and check out just because they get frustrated. We have to fight this stuff because if we don't, it's only going to get worse and we're going to end up paying the bill. No, it's exactly right. It's a troubling trend, but it's one that I think you've spent your entire career documenting. I think all we can do, right, is number one, elevate, and number two, uh, just communicate. And so hopefully at the end of the day, if people are shamed into obedience or at least less egregious violation of the public trust. Yeah, we need to shame them. These, these celebrities, these government officials, these politicians, family members should be shamed for the conduct they engage in. I still think shame mm -hmm. has, is a powerful way to discourage this kind of behavior. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, we always appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. And uh, you can find our other podcasts and news reports related to the podcast at thedrilldown.com. Thanks so much for joining us.